Hello, everyone, and welcome to Run402, the podcast, a show where we interview local runners in Nebraska and make running relatable. Hey, everyone, I'm here with Julie Borer. We're at a very special place. Where are we, Julie? We're at Dry Spokes. Yes, and what's special about Dry Spokes? So Dry Spokes is a new bar in Omaha that serves non-alcoholic drinks. So that's non-alcoholic cocktails, beer, etc. And it's run by two amazing women uh, who are really supportive in the community and have been really supportive of us. So yeah, pumped about it. Yeah, and their cocktails are cocktails or mocktails, whatever you want to call them, are really good. And it's kind of nice just to have another option. Uh, we, we love beers after we run, but if you're drinking beer every day, that might slow down your times a little bit. Yes. <laughs> it's not sustainable. No. At least not that many of them. Right. Uh, we were talking earlier about how when you go to a lot of different, I guess, like local events that have beer afterwards, that happens to be every day. So then you're like drinking yeah. daily. Right. Mine. Which again... Not, not, a, not a problem. Not right. a judge. We're not judging anyone. No. But if you're trying to PR or like hit a new mileage, yeah. you got to break it up a little bit. Yes. This is a great place to break it up. I think so too. And they're delicious, by the way. Yes. What are you drinking? I'm having the Smoky Mezcal. Uh, it's what I got the first time I came here, and I'm so obsessed with it that I just keep getting it. <laughs> it I love how like the NA Mezcal is still super smoky, and it the drink just has a lot of good flavor. They have so many good drinks. We just uh, I think there's one called the Well Wisher that was one of my favorite ones here, and it's kind of like tea based. I don't know if I'm describing it. It's very er- herbal, I guess. So if you get a chance next time, try the Well Wisher. Try the Well Wisher. And your drink is very special and has to do. What, with what we're talking about today. Yes, so um, the drink I'm drinking is called the Prairie Blue, which does that mean we've arrived if we have a drink named after us? Yes. I think so too. Yes. So I'm pretty pumped about it and it's delicious. So, And if you get the Prairie Bloom, what happens? So part of the proceeds for this drink actually go to help like the race team, um, whether that's like supporting the juniors on our team and helping us host different events. So that's why we're so thankful to partner with different organizations, but particularly Dry Spokes, uh, they just have this cool opportunity where you can get an amazing drink, but then you're also helping support a women's team in Omaha. So yeah, that's pretty awesome. Woman on business. Heck yeah. Woman race team. Yep. Right after International Women's Day. Yes. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. Was t- that was yesterday. Right. How did I forget that? It was I all know. over social media. <laughs> well, we're celebrating today. Yeah, we're belated. <laughs> yes. It's fine. It's Women's uh, International Women's Day every day. Right. For us. Yes, definitely. <laughs> but so we're going to transition to talking about Julie. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so me and Julie met at Script Town Running Club. And we found each other at the 2018 Grandma's Marathon. Uh, both of us were in rough shape, but Julie kind of flew by. So she uh. says she was in rough shape, <laughs> but she looked fine. That's, that's <laughs> false. We were both just dead. We found each other. I guess what mile was it? Was it like mile 18 or something? Where we, we were, were just... in town. We were okay. like getting to be in town. So that sounds about right. I had bonked really hard. You had bonked really hard. We had both said we were going to break four hours. Uh, and we didn't. I still haven't broke four hours. I barely did one I time, and then I haven't tried again. Uh, but I that that day, I was actually running with my sisters, and I had uh, 
said, see you later, guys. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go do my own thing. And then I died on the, tri- or on the race, and then they ended up passing me. And so when, when you say I flew by, it's when they passed me, and I was like, oh, nope, they're not <laughs> leaving me. I'm going to go catch them. And so that we actually finished the race together. That's that really sweet. the goal. So if I had not seen them, I don't know that I would have caught that second win. So We probably would have finished together. <laughs> we would have finished yeah. together, and it would have been awesome. We would have been, like, crying uh, through the finish line. Yeah. Uh, really just <laughs> – I felt terrible. I know. Marathoning is not easy. No. Like, sometimes when you surround yourself with marathoners and, like, ultra marathoners, you're like, oh, yeah, this is just what everyone does. But, like – it's not. not easy. Even 5Ks aren't easy. Like, I think we take for granted how amazing we are as runners. And, like, we show up. We do it. We do the hard thing. Um, and I think we just need to spend a little more time savoring that. Yeah. Even if you bonk that's, but that's pretty hard out of Those marathon. are the fun stories, actually. <laughs> right? Like, it's- all my favorite stories about running have never been when I had a good race. They were all when I did something really stupid and had a terrible experience and then I could laugh about it after the fact because it was a good learning opportunity. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That process is important. Right. And that's normal, by the way. And if you won every race and had the best race of your life every time. How boring. Yeah. You wouldn't keep showing up. No. Unless you really like yourself, I guess. But. And I say that after because obviously I've never done that, so I'm just assuming that's why I don't win all the races is because just wouldn't want that yeah it's about right the that, that's all it is it's not it's not fitness <laughs> right? yes. it's not that yeah but however so you were big runner yeah that's all so I I've only ever ran um and I was never in sports in high school and I was never in sports in college um but as a kid growing up in Mexico I just spent my entire time just running around playing soccer uh nothing Nothing that was, like, organized or, like, on a team. When did Um, you move to the U.S.? I think I moved here, so, in 1995. It was maybe, I think we arrived on the day I turned seven years old. Okay. uh, To Nebraska, which is what everybody (laughs) thinks of. Just like Mexico. Yeah, just like Mexico. (laughs) Just, you know, the mountains, everything, the warm weather all the time. Uh, The place everybody thinks of when they think of the U.S., I think, right? Nebraska. Yep. Um, But, yeah, we moved here. When I was seven, I uh, never played sports, but I found running, I think when I was in college. My sister texted me and said, do you wanna run a marathon with me? Uh, and it was gonna be the wine glass marathon in Corning, New York. And I said yes, but I actually didn't know how long a marathon was. Uh, I just like, knew that she sounds did. like yeah, fun. Yeah, that sounds fun. <laughs> Wine. <laughs> I mean, I've heard of 5Ks and 10Ks. You know how, like, when people call a half marathon a marathon, and you're like, no, not at all? Well, that's how I thought. Yeah. Uh, so she paid for my uh, race entry, and then she sent me a training plan and a book called Marathoning for Mortals. Uh, and the first run, I think, was, like, three or four miles that was on the plan. And I called her in a panic because I was like, hi, um... I didn't know how long a marathon was, and also I've never ran more than a mile in my life. So I went out that first day, and I did a half mile on the track and stopped like four times. Uh, and I was like, this is going to be terrible. But that's, yeah, that's how I started my uh, journey into running. Really couch to marathon. Yeah, that was, so that was my first ever race. I had never done a 5K before. So uh, during, during Wine Glass Marathon, I ran my first 5K, 10K, like 
in a race setting, right? Because I yeah, that was no not, so many PRs, so many PRs, <laughs> man, all of them on that race, and I yeah, I definitely bonked really hard on that one too. Uh, think about mile 14 I was like I'm done and all the sweet little old ladies were passing me and saying like are you okay honey like it's okay it gets better and I was like I'm never doing this again <laughs> crying uh oh I cried during my first marathon yeah, too how could you not for all Girl. the all the different reasons pain and then when you cross the finish line you're like I did it so yeah that kind of a I don't know what it's, what it's called it's like runner amnesia when you like finish it and you forget how terrible it was, so then you sign up for the next one, and then the next one, and then that's how it goes, right? So that's kind of been my journey into running. I wonder, this might not be true at all, this is just pulling out of thin air, but they say that happens, like, after childbirth. You forget <laughs> yes, I've how, heard that. Do you think women are more prone to that? Maybe so. we got to do some research here. I think that maybe, you know, I think... I've heard that before, and that's why people keep having kids, right? Yeah. Uh, because maybe you just that's forget why. how maybe tired and how painful it all was. That's that's marathon running. Yeah, that's totally marathon running. Neither of us. I, yeah, we're not. <laughs> like, we, we have no idea. Any moms out there, do not be offended by what we just said. We don't know what we're talking about. Right. Okay. Just want but to clear there. There. I wonder if guys have the same amount of race amnesia. You know. I don't think so. Uh, well, I'm a, I have a very scientific way of looking at this by yes. uh, just one person. Yes. And that's James, my husband. Because after he did his first marathon, he was like, I don't think I'd do that again. And I was like, why not? Don't you remember like how awesome you felt? And he's like, oh, it kind of sucked, actually. Like, I did it, and it was, but it was not fun. Uh, so that's my, my one <laughs> example yes. of why I think not. Yeah. I think that's a good scientific That's study. a good sample size. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's official. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> but... You got the amnesia. You signed up for more races. I did. With your sisters. Yes. And we mostly traveled to, I think we, because we all lived in different locations, we always said, let's make a vacation out of it. So uh, we ran like in Napa and like Duluth, uh, which is how I saw you at that marathon. Um, And I don't, we haven't really signed up for anything in a while. We're signed up for grandmas again this year, actually. I feel like everyone's doing grandmas yeah. this year all the cool kids but i don't think i'm gonna run it actually or i might do the half because i'm coming out of an injury so yeah. i think it'd be really irresponsible for me to do that even though i've done that for every marathon <laughs> which is why i've never had a successful marathon yeah because uh, i've always been injured um last year we went up just to watch and it's still a beautiful day it's so awesome and actually actually like she watching it makes me want to run maybe even more because you see how happy people are when they cross the finish line, right? Um, but right now, I guess I'm focusing more on on cycling and yeah, realizing that I can't that. do both and not the same intensity, which kind of stinks. Uh, maybe some people can, but I can't. It's too much. Well, you have a job. Yeah, I have a job. I have like, <laughs> I, I don't have pay for this, man. <laughs> I have cats. I have four cats that need my attention. You have four cats? Yes, I do. I thought you just had two. I did. It's <laughs> <laughs> a long story. Uh, don't foster uh, unless you plan on keeping them all. Uh, yeah. I'm a foster family. Now they man. outnumber you. They outnumber us. <laughs> and then uh, that's why I don't send out Christmas cards anymore because... I used to include my two cats, but now uh, that would be embarrassing. So four cats. <laughs> and I would feel bad leaving them out, so I just don't send them out at all. So, yes. Cannot run and bike because of four cats. Yes, exactly. And James. Yep. <laughs> um, so, what year did you start cycling a little bit more? So, 
I've been kind of just always biking since I was a kid. Um, on like, but on a very, I guess, surface level. I don't know if that's the word. To Casual. Say. Just, just really casually, like just yeah. like most kids. Like my most kids bike when they're little, then that's about it. You can't um, drive. No, you can't drive. How else are you gonna get around? Um, but when I was in college, I started riding a little bit more around town. And then when I moved to Omaha, I was living like on 96th and Q area, and it's not good biking there. No. Or at least, and I didn't have like a smartphone, I didn't have the internet, so I didn't know how to find places to bike. So I just stopped biking altogether, like just cold turkey, I'm just not doing this anymore. Um, but I guess it was like after I went full time with my photography business that I had just more time now. And then I dusted off my old bike and decided I'm gonna just start doing this again. And I knew more people now, right? And I knew other places to bike. Uh, so yeah, I started like doing eight miles and I was super sore the next day. So I'd take some time off and the next time I'd do like 10, 15, et cetera. And then before I knew it, I was doing like 40 mile rides to Fort Calhoun and uh, loving every second of it. So yeah, that would have been, I think, around 2019, 2020, just uh, it kind of escalated from there, like in a big way. In a huge way. <laughs> in a huge way. <laughs> like that's literally all I do now. People only know me as bikes, and which is really funny because I'm such a noob at bikes. Yeah, I mean, just hasn't even been five years. No. <laughs> and so it's funny because like sometimes people are like, oh, but you know a lot about biking, et cetera, and cycling. I go, dude, no, I know nothing about it. I am also new to the sport. It's just that when I find something that I really like, I just go all in. Uh, I don't have fast things. Well, some things. Uh, but like on, this, on these things, I get really enthusiastic. And then if I love it, I just want to keep doing that. And then because I love it so much and it brings so much joy, then I want to bring other people on board too, which is kind of what spurred the cycling club along as well is... I wanted more people to ride with and yeah. it made me happy so i figured it would make others also and there's a lot of new people that were in my same shoes and we all kind of just found ourselves around the same time and kind of went from there well i think cycling there's kind of a learning curve because you have a lot of equipment involved too yes. like when you get your first flat tire if you don't know how to change it like Call I didn't Uber. know there were tubes in there. <laughs> when I got my first flat, I was like, take out the what? Well, and then, like, now that I'm more into cycling, there's not always tubes in bikes now. There's, like, I'm like, oh, my gosh, there's tubeless. Like, that's a huge thing now. But So it's, like, all the things that you're learning, it's a huge barrier of entry mm -hmm. uh, financially and just, like, equipment-wise. With running, you just have, like, a pair of shoes and you can just run out your front door. Cycling, you can use any bike, right? But... To do certain disciplines, you do need a specialized bike, and it's just harder. And I remember hearing, like, that equipment, like, doesn't matter, right? It's just all fitness. But in biking, it so matters. Yeah. Like, good equipment is a huge, uh, makes a huge difference. Because so, I, when I started out with kind of, like, an entry-level bike, I was like, yeah, I can do enough to get by, et cetera. But then the very next time, well, when I finally upgraded my bike, it was, like, night and day. And even if I had just ridden like the day before and then got this new bike the day after or whatever and rode it, I was so much faster and it was so much easier. So I was like, oh yeah, you're biking. It does actually matter. Equipment matters a lot. Yeah. And a lot of the biking 
sphere right now is very male dominated. Yes. So that's another barrier for women. Um, and it's, it's hard being the new one to a club, but the only one that looks like you. Yeah. So actually when I, uh, when I first went to my first bike event, it was like the crit race that takes place. Have you ever gone to see this, mm-hmm. uh, Baxter arena and all the people that were racing, they were all men and I didn't see any women. Like there were some women spectating, but there weren't any other women racing. So I think that day is when I actually went home and was like, uh, let me see if I can find any other like cycling clubs, et cetera, or other teams that maybe have other women just because it would be nice to ride with other women. We just work so much differently and even the way we communicate and ride together, et cetera. But I didn't find anything. And uh, so I just decided to just make something. Um, and talk about imposter syndrome, man. Uh, I was like, why, why am I starting a cycling club when I don't know anything about cycling, right? Uh, so that was kind of like a big barrier, but I mean, kind of had to happen a little bit because there really wasn't anything like that here. And there were in other cities, I would like Google it, and there were like cycling clubs and women's cycling clubs in other cities, but just, just not here. And I think that in the past, there used to be a bigger presence of female cyclists in Omaha, uh, but it seems like that kind of fizzled out. A lot of people moved away. So I feel like I missed that wave. And then when I came into it, that was just gone. So it was a good opportunity to just start from scratch. And yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize that other people kind of felt the same way. So we all kind of found each other and it's been a good group so far. Well, so like, why not you, you know? Someone's got to do it. Someone does. Why not Julie? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like that's now, now I'm like, okay, well someone, yeah, you're right. Someone had to do it. And, but it's definitely, it was weird because I felt, and still to this day, feel like I probably am not the most adequate person to do it. And maybe that's just uh, being a little self-deprecating, but yeah, you just feel like, oh, there are other people that are more knowledgeable. Like, why is it me? Uh, or am I the right person to do it? And I'm working really hard. I'm just getting rid of that notion, but it's hard. Well, a lot of people feel that way. Like, when I started this podcast, I didn't know. I was Googling the day before my episode was supposed to come out. Like, how to do a podcast. And people were telling me what to do, and I needed all this equipment. And I was just like why did I do this? Like, I'm not qualified. I don't know very, like, I've been a runner for a long time, but I'm not from Omaha. I don't know what running's been like in Omaha. I just have my friends. And then you just kind of have to do it. You got to learn on the fly. And yeah, someone out there might be more qualified, but they're not doing it. And maybe also someone said to me this, maybe then it doesn't make you very approachable either to anybody that's new coming into the sport or like, or even if you have somebody on the podcast that is like, you know, relatively new, et cetera, like you're an approachable person, right? Uh, and I hope that that's kind of like what we bring to the table a little bit is just not as intimidating. Yeah. Like if you're new, that's fine. You shouldn't be afraid to join this thing because maybe everybody else is too. Right. Yeah, and I feel like we have a very open, welcoming running and cycling community um, from lots of people, but we're two people who are actively trying to get more people involved. Yes, Yes. well, and actually, uh, just going back to the the run club portion a little bit, um, because obviously we met at Script Town, and that was kind of a really good thing to have been part of because it informed me a little bit about how maybe to approach 
the cycling club side of things because I didn't know anything about cycling clubs, but I did know about a run club mm-hmm. that I really loved uh, and still love and still try to show up for as much as I can. Um, so that was kind of a good uh, inspiration, I guess, for like yeah. how to set it up. And the way Rob does it is awesome. Right. And also the people that are part of it, right? They've always been super encouraging. So at the very beginning, most of the people that were involved in the cycling club were just runners, uh, which was cool. Yeah, I mean, it's very easy to kind of make the jump from, oh, on Thursday nights, I go to run club. Wednesday night, I'm going to go to the cycling club. And also, it's really good cross-training for when you're injured. Which happens a lot to runners. Which happens a lot to runners. And as I discovered, apparently, to cyclists, too, because I was, like, on a cloud, I guess, going, like, now that I'm cycling, I'm not going to get injured. And then I got injured, and I go, darn it. (laughs) <laughs> that big injury yeah, monster like, is always like, creeping around. Do I have to around? like now like run then to like heal from cycling? <laughs> I mean, think of it like running's a tool in your toolbox. Yeah. So cycling, so is yoga. Like, we got a lot of tools. You got to do them all too. Like it's it's what I've been learning is it's like not putting your all of your eggs in one basket. Because uh, before you know, right? Like we just primarily ran, and then like. Then when I went to biking, I only biked. And now this year, I'm being really intentional about, I'm going to do both. Because yeah. I love them both. And they both bring me joy. And then I can do other stuff. And then you're just not known as the person who bikes or just the person who runs. But we're whole people with mm-hmm. a lot of different interests. And yeah, not reduced to like the one thing. Right. Except I can never be the Sarah Johnson who only bikes because that spot in town's already, already taken. <laughs> That's actually really funny because when I reached out to the ladies at Dry Spoke, uh, they were like, oh, yeah, we reached out to her about installing a bike rack. And I was like, oh, sorry. That's a different Sarah Johnson. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I've met her before. She's lovely. We're both leaders in our own <laughs> separate um, sports, I guess. But now you can be the Sarah Johnson that bikes and runs. Right. And cross-country skis, I think, right? You cross-country I, I do cross-country okay. ski. I was like, I Should don't know I, if I just like, made that up. <laughs> call her out, like, you know, how, like, maybe in rap battles. I don't know. I don't watch rap battles. It's like, I'm bring like, it on, right? Let's do, like, bring it on thing where yeah. you're, like, be like, dance off. I don't know. I bike. I want to see <laughs> you at got? Run Club. <laughs> so. I do that with all the Sarah Johnsons, though. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Everyone in town. <laughs> yep. We actually have a Sarah Johnson on our team. Really? Yeah. We got to. So there's some of you. You what? guys got to get together, man. Yeah, and have, like, an Olympics of just Sarah Johnson. <laughs> Sarah and the winner is Sarah Johnson. Everyone gets an award. Yep. Like Perfect. it. Let's work on it. Yes. Um, so Prairie Bloom. Go, going <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Sarah Johnson showdown. Um, it kind of started with a social ride. Did you ever have a more competitive thing going right um, away? No. Um, what's weird is that when I started the cycling club, actually, I intended it to be a race team because I had only known or seen race teams, like at that crit race. Mm-hmm. They weren't social, uh, cycling clubs, right? They were race teams. So I was like, that's what I wanted to start from day one. And I had to dial back and be like, wait a second. Nope. That doesn't make sense. Cause you're not a racer and you don't know any other racers. So how can you form right. a race team? So uh, the cycling club started the social side of it. And just like, as we started to grow and more women started getting involved, um, I would see the same consistent women showing up and then we were all kind of getting stronger together. And then as that's happening, then they're signing up for races. I'm signing up for races. And then we're finding that we really like that too. So then it kind of just became this thing where like at first we couldn't, 
because I didn't know if there was an interest in racing. Uh, certainly there wasn't for me. And then when I started seeing that there was an interest in other women from, to race, uh, and then I found myself signing up for them too, it just kind of became the natural step afterwards to just have the competitive side too because I guess it's like in running, right? Like I signed up for all these races and I know I'm not going to win. So I'm just, but I'm trying to go out there and just do the best that I can and hopefully get a PR uh, if the stars align, etc. cetera. Um, so that's kind of how we approach racing too. But there's, I mean, you can be super competitive and you can be so chill and it doesn't matter. We're all doing the same thing. So uh, we, while we have the race team, I feel like we're varying levels of, uh, varying degrees of competitiveness. Yeah, you have a junior level too. Yeah, so that, I don't know how that happened. It just did. Because when we started the team, I, again, I don't have kids. Uh, I or don't cats. I'm, or I have just cats, man. Um, and I'm not around a lot of, like, I guess, teenagers, et cetera. So it was never my intention to, like, add juniors to the team. But why not, right? That's, like, that makes sense why you would do that. Because you want new people to come in and kind of, you know, stay and grow with the club, et cetera. But uh, it just kind of somebody joined and then they joined with their daughter and then somebody else joined with their daughter and then a couple of the younger girls joined so then it just became like oh all of a sudden we have a small junior team and we hadn't planned on it and it's really cool actually uh, so yeah I'm excited about that because well it's not a high school ju- sport at all in Nebraska is it well so there's actually um so there are Nike leagues and they have uh I can't remember how many teams there are here. There's quite a few. And so they are, they're younger kids. And so, yeah, they they have those teams. So they already, I guess, are in the racing world. Uh, But it's it's mountain biking. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it's not like gravel. It's not road or it's not anything like that. And But there's schools, right? They're like, it's like composite teams, maybe between these schools or this other school. And ours is definitely just like, a hodgepodge of all over the place um and i'm trying to actually think now that i'm thinking about it most of the people in our team actually uh trend more towards the mountain bike side which is also not something i thought about when we started it because i only stuck to paved trails and then i started venturing out on roads and then I started venturing out on gravel roads, and then I learned to like mountain bike. So it's been kind of like a progression. But now that I'm thinking about it, it's like I think everybody on the team prefers mountain biking. So I think maybe at some point we'll just be known as a mountain bike team, probably, <laughs> uh, <laughs> which is funny and awesome. It's cool that you've just been so flexible and just like let it be its own thing, and you just kind of like see where your teammates want to go and you're like I'll take you there you know yeah and then so it's 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 one of those things where you can't start like a mountain bike team right if you don't know how to mountain bike you have to kind of like know and kind of be in that world etc so yeah it has to grow organically and then um just see where the majority want to go and I like that direction because like talk about something scary that I thought I'd never be doing and that's mountain biking but anybody that tries it falls in love with it. So uh, we host some mountain bike clinics where like we'll get first timers out there, and I was one of those too. Uh, and then after the clinic, everybody's like, "Oh, I want to go buy a mountain bike now." So I think you should try it. Maybe 
when we have when we host our next one seriously and it's fine if you don't have a bike because we can help with that that's cool yeah so if someone listening to this might be because obviously a lot of my listener base are runners run 402 the podcast come cross train you know you're supposed to right you have to (laughs) how would they start to get involved um so we so i have a membership basis on like we're we're built as a membership basis and that's for a few different reasons uh one of the reasons is it helps us to figure out who is showing up so that we know like what kind of like skill levels they have so that if they decide to join a ride where we're like hey this is like out of your comfort zone etc like we can help like kind of like guide that uh or just educate but so you go to our website so you go to prayerbloomcc.com and there's a form on there so you can join uh, as a free member which means like you don't have to pay anything. You can just join and you're still going to get the emails and invites to all of the clinics and invites to all the rides. And you can join as a sustaining member. And a sustaining member essentially is somebody that kind of like wants to help grow the community. And so with those funds, we use them to host different clinics. So once you're on there, uh, you'll get cool little welcome packet with some discounts. And then I'll add you to Slack because we, we use Slack. Um, to communicate and then yeah and we'll just see you out there now social rides club rides uh theme rides we do theme rides like we've done history rides spooky rides like all sorts of rides that's really cute it's pretty fun i think the most popular ones have been like the the history ride we went through like north omaha and south omaha and one of our members who's amazing her name is caitlin benton she She's uh, she works in an architecture firm and she knows all about like Omaha history and buildings. So she led a ride where she's showing us all the cool buildings and the history. And that one was really popular. And then we've teamed up with another te- uh, another club here. It's a gravel crew that's uh, OMG. Um, and we collaborated on a spooky ride. So it was like a haunted ride through like cemeteries and like creepy roads. That's really cute. That's what people like, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Above anything else, let's just do the fun stuff. Right. That's so cool. Yeah. So hopefully you get to join us for some of these. Yes. And to anybody out there, these are open to everybody. So. Yes. Yeah. Some um, of these are, yes, most of our rides are geared towards women, uh, but we have rides that are open to guys as well. And we'll, yeah, we'll announce those on Instagram when those come out, so that's cool yeah when are you guys gonna kick off the season we right now i would guess like we kind of are right now we're doing an indoor ride series so if you have a smart trainer or even if you don't if you just have like uh an exercise bike etc we join up on discord every tuesday and just kind of like ride together to kind of get ready for the season um but i think we'll probably officially kick off in uh in april so that's, that's coming when we're, that's coming up quick. So that's when we'll have our first uh, club ride and our first social ride will be uh, in May. And I wish I could rattle off the dates, but I'm really terrible, and I'd need to have my calendar in front of my face to tell you what those are. Right. So just check out Instagram. Yes. <laughs> and the Instagram handle is oh, Prairie yeah. Bloom CC. Prairie Bloom CC, and then there's uh, also Prairie Bloom underscore RT, which is for the race team. So I try to separate them both because they're two different audiences altogether. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. 
And are you guys doing any local races that people could come cheer for? Yeah. Oh, we're doing so many local races. So there's uh, NAS, which is the Nebraska Off-Road Series. And this is a mountain bike uh, race series. That's super fun. And you should all come out to it. They also have a trail run, or at least they did last year. So they kicked off every single one of the races with a trail run first. Ooh. And I was actually surprised that there weren't like as many like runner. Like sometimes they'd get like four to five runners. And I was like, we have such a big running community here. Where are all the trail runners? So if you're a trail runner or just like a road runner, keep that on your radar because if they, I'm pretty sure they're still doing the running portion. I could be a liar. So maybe fact check me on that later. <laughs> we'll fact check. <laughs> Thank you. But if they are, you should totally show up for that. Even if you don't bike and then just stay to cheer everybody on because it's so fun. Um, so there's that series. And then there's also uh, Les Hills Enduro, which is on May 6th. And that's like Glenwood, Iowa. Um, that's a really fun one. It's a really difficult, hilly one. So everybody that comes through, you're just going to see they're just tired as hell. Uh, and then uh, Iowa Gravel Series. And then, of course, like your gravel worlds and all of those. So yeah, we have a ton of them. And I think we're gonna get, we're gonna keep getting more. That's cool. Also, uh, this is new to me. Last year I did my first cross race. Uh, and those are ridiculously fun to spectate. Those take place in the fall. And it's just people just doing a bunch of circles around a park, uh, going up and down hills and carrying their bikes over obstacles. And then, uh, there's a subset of people that are like doing hand ups, handing the riders like money or like shots, etc. <laughs> yeah. So that's a really fun to spectate. So if you've never gone to spectate a cross race, you should. Those are in the fall and it's always cold and it's great. Yeah. Where are those at? I think the, so we had two of them last year. One of them was at Swanson uh-huh. and then the other one was at Cunningham Lake. And that's- I did the Swanson one. And I think it was like, oh, um, maybe 10 degrees. It was cold. <laughs> So if you the shots come in, yeah, (laughs) that'll warm you right up. (laughs) Yes, and the shots of fireball. I don't remember what they were doing, but those help. That's I say that, but I actually didn't take any. Right, I didn't want to puke. Yeah, but (laughs) the thought of it—it's good thought. Yeah, Yeah. and so other people can do it. That's fine. Not not me. Perfect. Well, thanks so much for coming on. This was super fun. Thanks for having me. And everyone needs to check out Prairie Gloom. Yeah, because you know, as runners. we're supposed to do other activities that they're running, right? And we're terrible at it. Yeah. This is your invitation to come cross-train. Yeah, and have fun Is that it. the term, cross-train? Cross-train. Okay. Yep. I was like, if cross-train. I'm train. I kept trying to say cross-train. cross uh, yeah. I was like, that's, <laughs> that's a brewery. brewery. Yeah. Uh, cross-train or cross-train. Yeah, either, either, <laughs> either or. One. Whatever yeah. you want to do. But yeah, that could be a good break for you guys. Yep. And then come check out Dry Spokes. Come check out Dry Spokes and order the Prairie Bloom. Help yep. support our group. Let's All right. Plug. Yep. And happy belated International Women's Day to you all. You too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And to all of you. Yep. <laughs> Just primarily and also you guys. And, and you guys as well. And that's a wrap. If you want to write to us, reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram at Run402 The Podcast. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you out there.